I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hello, I am Caitlin. I am Chantel, and we and are the book, the book club, club babes, babes, <laughs> and also We're the foot club. The bo- yeah, and the foot club and the book club. We're just babes in a club. This is true. That's any all. club, put a, put any us club in any want. club. Yeah, except for our baby fine. club. I'll hold it, but I'll give it back. That's the thing. But I'll give it back. And if it's going to yeah. cry, then it's out of the club. Yeah. What are you reading? Tell me. I have no idea. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Oh, you're still reading that one. Nice. Uh, yeah, you know me. How far are you? Uh, I think I'm actually going through it quite quickly. I think I'm like halfway through now. It's a good book. Noise. It's yeah, it's good like book. it's like it's just easy to read. It's like got a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are moving. You're like, damn, girl, you're a nineteen badass. whatever's badass actress who gets what I she know. wants. I love her character. Mm-hmm. You like both love and hate her. It's so interesting and weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Yeah. What are you reading? I. So I finished Rock, Paper, Scissors. Yeah. I literally finished it the night that we recorded last um, because I couldn't sleep. And I just read it all night because I was like, well, it looks like I'm awake. So may as well read this book. And it was actually very good. 
Nice. It was a thriller and it had a twist that I was not anticipating. And so it was oh, like, <gasps> yes, uh, I love a good twist. A good unexpected twist. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I mean, good. at this point, we've been reading books for a long time and yes. thrillers kind of follow a mm-hmm. formula. So mm-hmm. you can usually put, put it together, right? But yeah, there was a so, twist. That's a good one to recommend. I would recommend if you're looking for just like a quick thriller read, that's a good one. It wasn't really like deep. (laughs) I don't know if it's a good Christmas book. It was winter time in it though. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then I went back to the Anthropocene Reviewed. I'm reading that now. Yeah. Sweet. And it's good. You, You got your book, your good book for the end of the year. You're happy with that. The crisis of, is averted. All good. No, I still feel like, but what? I'm just letting it go. I'm just letting it go. Oh. I'm just letting it go. Let it, let it go. Let you know? it go. I don't know that song. Have you seen that movie? Never seen it. Just heard this song, that part of it. I wouldn't know any of the rest of the lyrics. Do you know this song? Baby shark, do 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 do. Yes, <laughs> heard it. Shark. Never don't don't no. know the context at all. Now it's gonna be stuck in everybody's ears. It's just baby. an earworm song. They do oh, baby yeah. shark, and then they do mama shark and grandpa shark. They do go through all the sharks. Oh. Baby shark, do 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 do. do now do, I do. Just want an A and W burger, like a mama burger or something. Mm, I a, burger <laughs> a grandpa burger. Nice. No mama burger, baby. Mm. No Uncle cheese burger. on it. Well, I don't know what the things are anymore. Baby Teen burger, burger. baby Papa burger, burger. Papa mama burger, daddy burger, daddy burger, cousin, cousin twice removed burger. <laughs> creepy uncle bob burger yeah oh jesus speaking of, speaking of yeah nice one <laughs> thanks thank you thank you so much that um, was good thank you i realized something this is our last episode of the year it is that is true is. i noticed that and i was like i should make a note of that and then i didn't make the note I made the note. Don't worry. I'm glad I have you in my life because I know I can count (laughs) on you for punctuality and being on top of things. I don't know about that. Not always. (laughs) Um, How funny was it? This is the last thing before we get into the book, but I just want to bring it up because it was super funny when we were talking to that guy at the little get together and Mm -hmm. you were like, we have a podcast. And then we're Mm -hmm. like, guess what you think it's about? And he said, what did Feet. you say? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> did you say like the paranormal or something? Oh yeah, yeah, paranormal. I don't remember. Paranormal. I have yes. a memory like a sieve. So paranormal. I remember because I was like, I like that we come across as spooky gals. Like I'm we are here for that. Pretty spooky. All so right, this so is what do you the think? book book club babes paranormal podcast book club babes um, crossover. We're just going to talk about hauntings now. Crossover. Yeah. Haunted um, feet, haunted, haunted feet, yes. <laughs> Exactly. 
So last. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. We are up in an instant. Yes. yes. And last and week we week left. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I said, I was going to say um, that we're finishing up the book this week. And last week we had left off with um, Anne and Chloe going to the symphony and kissing those pennies. <laughs> but it was cute in the end. Yes. Take. Um, and then this week. Caitlin was wondering what was going to happen with Jack. And we find out that um, he has been drinking a lot and he's drunk and he's been also replaying the accident over and over again, um, which is not good. Drinking and doing that is not a good mix. Um, And we find, find out that they've been looking um, for five days for Oz and um they don't know this but they'll never find um oz um it's probably better that way though yes what yeah what are they gonna do exactly um no? i don't mm-hmm. think he had thought like that far ahead. yeah yeah like what was vance gonna do like i don't know yeah um pick up the bones yeah. that's like a I pretty found... traumatic thing to make someone yeah. to do for you <laughs> yeah I was thinking about that like poor Vance having to like stumble upon somebody's body like imagine yeah. just being like that's what you know you're out there looking for and being like oh god that would yeah. be terrifying for me I would be what like is this? was it like a month it was about a month after the accident yeah at that point it would still be a body it wouldn't just be bones and that's well yeah fucked. yeah <laughs> They were saying that, like, um, I guess at this point when they're like, they'll never find him because his like body's pretty much been like scavenged by animals and like yeah. hit with the elements or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. still, and they hadn't realized how thorough um, Burns's search was. It sounded like it was a lot more intensive than like Anne had kind of made it seem. Like when they were like devastated, when obviously they were devastated when they called off the search, but it made it seem like right. they weren't doing and almost doing enough in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but it Which does I sound feel like off- any family would probably feel that of, way. of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I think that's just mm-hmm. a natural reaction to yeah. when someone when you can't personally be there helping to look for that loved one, you assume they're just not doing enough. Like I exactly. know. Exactly. Exactly. Of course, I think that would be the natural response for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it turns out 
um, Burns and his team was like super thorough and they were actually looking for longer than the search actually official search went on for. Um, but, um, all this like, um, work and the purpose that this kind of expedition has given Vance is changing him for the better. And it's now like tables have turned. Jack is hurting now. He's the one who needs like the help almost. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I guess it did work and Vance has like essentially detox. The other thing that I thought was interesting from that chapter was how Finn touches for the first time on how the state that she is in there is impermanence to it like Mm -hmm. she realized that she would not be around forever where Mm -hmm. she is and that was interesting I quite like the author's take on the afterlife I thought it was Mm -hmm. really have you read the lovely bones yes I have so it's it had like similar vibe but I found that the way that she explained it was I I don't know. I I don't believe in an afterlife personally, but if I had to, I would want it to be like this. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um so then we're over to Mo who's driving to Big Bear. I'm like, "Girl, you crazy. She's had yeah. her license for 3 months." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we find out that she is meeting Burns. Dang, yes. Girl. She's on her way. She's on her way. So she goes over the case file, or I guess Burns goes over the case file with her. Um, and she asks him to review what Bob said about Oz leaving. And she tells him about what happened with the water and Oz and Karen and the gloves and how he wouldn't have left Mo and Jack for Anne because Mo and Jack were his two favorite people. So she knew in her head that it wasn't adding up. Like mm-hmm. she's smart mm-hmm. and she was just like, this is bothering me. And of course, Natalie had told her about the gloves, right? Yeah. So then, oh, so then Burns asks Mo if she knows what negligent homicide is. <laughs> And I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Mm-hmm. I get pretty stoked. Mm-hmm. So then Burns also asks Mo that he needs to know the exact order in which um, Mo was distributing the water when she was melting it. And when Karen is after Nat and not Mo herself, Burns is like, this shows a pattern of negligence, which yeah. is kind of what you and I had talked about in the beginning mm-hmm. too, where it's like, he he was remember how he was like doing it and then seeming to realize um that he was wrong or whatever like there was that back and forth yeah and that's the perfect way to put it I think is just that pattern of negligence like he's mm-hmm. not he was catching himself but mostly only when Anne was around which we find out later it was actually a thing right yeah yeah I wrote down a quote this is just Finn's take on all of it Um, it says, and I lurch back to remembering how unfairly it all turned out. My mom and dad hobbled forward pieces and parts of their lives beyond their dead children permanently gone. Chloe and Vance barely survived, both their lives derailed. Karen lives in a state of manic denial. Natalie lives in a glass house of lies teetering on the edge of a cliff. 
Only Bob is unaffected. He sleeps easy. His dreams are undisturbed. Mm-hmm. I think I wrote that down just because it was such a perfect snapshot of how everyone's life is playing out currently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like the fact that nobody is like entirely inculpable in the whole um, situation, like everybody could have done something different, but the fact totally. that Bob is the only one who's, like you said, unaffected mm-hmm, is kind of mm-hmm. like not, I guess, sickening almost. Like it make, makes Finn very angry that yeah, he's definitely the only one. Yeah. And yes, and he's the one who did the worst thing in mm-hmm. all reality. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. So um, at, at that point, um, Finn goes to check on Anne and Chloe. Um, Chloe is with Aubrey and she's inspired by the concert, which is really sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, Seems like they're connecting um, there on that level, like, because I think, I don't think Chloe and Aubrey have really ever connected. Um, And then uh, um, Anne and Bob and a bottle of wine. Ugh bomb eye roll um so they're like getting buddy buddy over this bottle of wine and um then the phone rings and it's the police and they're telling Mm -hmm. and the account of mo's account of what happened with bob after Mm -hmm. she had left Mm -hmm. um and she knows exactly like she asks him and then at that moment she knows um because he says he gave them to me which he never gave anybody anything like that wasn't Mm -hmm. like within his causes mo yeah um, yeah exactly um and so at that moment she knows um and she's like get out of here leave he's trying Mm -hmm. to like beg and trying to say no like he would never like I would never do that like trying to reason with her but she sees um that he's lying and Mm -hmm. it's good for her but at the end she like kind of goes a little out of control because he won't leave and hits him with the wine bottle which then he does skedaddle but like Mm -hmm. I just can't believe yeah yeah I just can't yeah I can't believe that he would still be trying to like live up to his lie and not just come clean of course of course yes (laughs) like of course of course um Mo is now going to the ski resort and Mm -hmm. she ends up finding Kyle who she was there to talk to Um, he's like super happy to see her and Finn observes that Mo is shy, which is uncharacteristic of her. Usually she's quite outspoken and confident. So I think Finn's kind of like, ooh. Mm -hmm. And Um, I'm like, ooh, too. I know. And I'm like, ooh. She asks him to retell the story of what happened there's a lot of like cute back and forth or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah um he does end up telling her the story he intentionally leaves out the part about Anne almost dropping him over the cliff 
Um, Mo calls him out on it, saying that there is something that he's le- like leaving unsaid, but he mm-hmm. doesn't tell her. And you can tell that there are just sparks between them. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I really, I did like that part and how like they were both very excited to see each other and that like um, Mo had gone there to just try to fill in the pieces but I think yeah she's starting to realize there's something a little bit more there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think that it did start back when they first picked him up because they were like looking at each other and like Finn could tell that he was already like enamored with her yeah and that she was interested in him as well like it's Mm -hmm. not yeah 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 um so then we're back with Anne and she decides to go for a run again her Mm -hmm. nightly run but she's already like distraught after this like encounter with Bob and this information that she got from the police um and she just ends up kind of breaking down in public I guess Mm -hmm. um and um a man comes and comforts her and I really did appreciate like not I feel like especially in like this day and age a lot of people wouldn't like take the time to like Mm -hmm. make sure somebody was okay Mm -hmm. um so I I really liked that and the guy um the man gave her some like um words of like comfort yeah, she, comfort is the word I'm totally. looking for mm-hmm. totally because she said he asked her if she was okay and she said how do I get past it yeah and he responded yeah. by telling her a single step at a time and yeah it's so true but it when is, you're so yeah. consumed in Grief everything and, that Anne yeah. is going through you can't even think that way right like exactly yeah it's just yeah. too much so to have someone remind you of the back to the basics is actually mm-hmm. really helpful yeah um and then we're back with Kyle and Mo and Finn is cheering them along and I'm also cheering them along because they're Mm -hmm. like smooching and then they're like let's get out of here and whatever Mm -hmm. and they go to a hotel and then Mo gets hers so get it she gets it yeah yes she gets it yes and Finn's happy for her yes she's very happy oh man Bob and Karen are at the hospital I don't even want to talk about Bob he's just the worst I know (laughs) Bob and Karen are at the hospital Bob is getting stitches he lied to Karen as to why he needs them obviously while they're at the hospital, Karen accepts a call from Natalie, who is crying and saying that the detective from Big Bear was at their house. And she's like, what if they're there to arrest dad? Karen asks Bob about this and suggests that maybe Burns is there to reopen the search. And Bob becomes like a total asshole and starts freaking out and he's yelling at the nurse and he's, gonna, he's like, how much longer is this going to take? Like he's visibly irritated and upset. Which is like, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fucking dick. Ugh, I can't. Um, yeah. No. And then Karen goes to find the nurse and she bumps into Burns. 
he's coming like, hey, you. what's up? I'm hey. coming for you. Oh, hey, fancy meeting <laughs> you here. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, you piece of shit? Wouldn't it be yeah. so hard to be a detective and not talk to someone like that? <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. So, oh, hey, I, I heard you are just the worst. So like. <laughs> Oh, here you are. You look like you're still being the worst. Sounds about right. <laughs> I'm just going to arrest you now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Then Anne is like starting to analyze everything about um, Bob and the moments after the accident. Um, she's watching. Did I say Karen or did I say Anne? Anyways, it's Anne who's watching Anne. this. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure you said Anne. Okay. Now I'm just paranoid because I last week, anyways, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> we all know knows. that I'm, everybody knows what I'm talking about and knows that I'm far from perfect. But anyways, um, exactly. and, well, no, everybody knows because they're so intuitive. They all just, yeah, know. they just yeah. knew. Um, <laughs> Anne's watching the press conference. Um, she's like struggling with the complexity of it all. Um, she's like kind of disgusted in how like the press conference went even Mm -hmm. um but then bob shows up at 3 a.m which it's like go to bed in toxic own house stay away stay away yes Yes. jesus you know what you did stay away Mm -hmm. and the fact that he's still trying to say that what burns said to her is wrong i know I know. Um, I know. But like, he's so such he's a toxic human. Garbage. He is. Yeah. And so he's again pleading, trying to state his case. But I'm happy that Anne doesn't give him. Not that she sounds seems like the person to do that. But obviously, mm-hmm. there was maybe some comfort there from him. Um, but she doesn't give in. He's like, what about us? And she's like, there is no us, which I'm mm-hmm. like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and tell, yes. Tell him. Um, and she's just like the accident proved that there is like nothing, mm-hmm. be, like nothing here between fa- our families, anything like it's was every man for themselves. I thought it was interesting because at this point is when Finn realizes that Bob is a better person when he is with. Anne Mm -hmm. and in a way Anne doesn't actually know the bad side of Bob because he's a totally different person when he's with her yes so Mm -hmm. I really liked that perspective of of Finn on the total outside watching what's happening because I think that that probably happens a lot when people get involved with other toxic people right like Mm -hmm. they are a totally different person to the person who's involved with them because on the outside you would look at it and say are you crazy like you must be fucking stupid to be with Mm -hmm. someone like that but she only knew this side of him so exactly right like she didn't know his true colors exactly which is why I'm like glad that she didn't give into that because she would have only known the best quote-unquote best parts and she he came to her in a moment of despair and gave her comfort so I'm sure there was like some obviously there's feelings there between them but like feelings of comfort that she would have had to overcome too which yeah that would have been really difficult Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now Bob has to go back to a sad life good yes Kyle and Mo wake up together and they're all cute and snuggling in bed ooh la la 
talking about like how they feel like they've known each other forever and it's cute and whatever and then Mm -hmm. they start getting a little bit intimate and then zap finn is jolted away which i was like i really also appreciate that aspect of being in the afterlife Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you don't want to think about your dead relatives watching you do get down yeah that's weird this is true this is yeah they just get so zapped I do away. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I like the concept that they just get zapped away. Like, I'm yeah. here for that. Yeah. She also realizes, though, because she's suddenly with Chloe, um, mm-hmm. and she suddenly understands why she is still around um, and knowing that she will leave soon, which was that impermanence. Like, it's like as if she could feel it and she knew it was coming, but didn't realize why. Um, and she realizes that th- she also realizes now that there is another world for her to belong to, and it's not this um, like limbo. Yeah. Um, she also realizes that Mo is no longer consumed by her death, um, mm-hmm. and that she is starting to feel happy again, and that is why she no longer needs to be with her, which. Mm-hmm. And the best part too is that Finn is actually so happy. Like she's yes. not mad or upset. Like it's like no. she seems like an actual good person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I really enjoyed I liked this part because it was almost like she was when she started understanding like soon she'll be gone. She yeah. was kind of almost like scared, but then like came around all in like one kind of chapter like yeah. she reconciled with it and like she doesn't like the lingering she doesn't like that but she is kind of scared that she won't be around her loved ones anymore at the same time compared it to like a burden being lifted which I liked mm-hmm. that Finn is realizing that it's not just Mo like she can't see Charlie anymore her teammates and her mm-hmm. other friends mm-hmm. she's noticing mm-hmm. that yeah. um and I love you had little touched on it a little bit how she was like so happy for um, Mo and her like bright future. Um, but the little prayer of love that she said toward her, it got oh, me yeah. right it in the little you. heart. Yeah. Oh, I got you in the little heart. Yeah. 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 Anyways, that's... I teared up at some point. I can't remember which part though. I oh. just, the, the love that she had for her friend was just like oh, I know so the part p- that I teared up at <laughs> pure and sweet it was just yeah yeah I know that's cute all right so then Anne heads to Big Bear to find Jack mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. she ends up startling Vance when she comes <laughs> in and he charges at her with a deer statue and it's real weird and then she realizes it's Vance because obviously she has no idea that he's there because Jack fucking no. kidnapped him and brought him back to the scene Mm -hmm. of the accident to look for their dead son so of course she has no idea yeah Um, (laughs) she realizes it's Vance and she hugs him and she's all like so happy to see you and like it's this really weird side of her that Mm -hmm. we haven't seen at all especially towards Vance yeah true true um I think this is the part like when Anne was able to fall out of Bob's like I almost want to say like trance or like 
mm, trap yeah. or whatever, she was able to start appreciating or just I don't know is she there's a change like you can tell that there's yes a change oh yes 100 percent. yeah so then Anne tells Jack that he was right she shouldn't have left Oz with Bob and then realizes that deep down she knew she shouldn't have and that's why she didn't say goodbye um Anne has been heavily reflecting on her choices like giving the boots to Mo and the whole scarf situation with Kyle. And she tells Jack that he doesn't get to throw her to the curb now, which honestly, I kind of hated that. Cause I'm like, this is the fucking kettle calling the pot black. Like you were just cheating yeah. on your husband. You can't tell mm-hmm. your husband. He doesn't get to throw you to the curb now. Like you, yeah. you gave up your say. <laughs> That's how I feel anyway. Yeah, that's true. I was, yeah, I was kind of torn on that. Cause it's like, yeah, if your partner doesn't want to be with you anymore because you were cheating on them, cheating on them. (laughs) Yeah. Capital cheating, um, that they can decide whatever they want. Like that's, um, emotional abuse on some Mm -hmm. level, like that's just, Mm -hmm. or psychological, psychological abuse on, on some level. And like, if that, that but at the same time, I'm like that she was fighting for them to be yes better. you know what that's an interesting point too like maybe that was her way to fight for him but her choice of words was poor yes like true. it would have been yeah. better if she had a said I'm sorry let's move past this like yeah. I want to fight for you not you mm-hmm. don't get to throw me to the curb because like yes true yeah. technically he does and technically he does get to throw you to yes. the curb because you already he did can, that yeah he can <laughs> peace out if he wants yeah <laughs> But whatever. I digress. (laughs) So then they're kind of arguing and Vance steps in and points out that Anne kind of saved everyone and that Jack is totally, quote, off his rocker, um, (laughs) which is interesting. And Anne tells them that the Sunday after next is Easter and she expects them both to be there for dinner, Um, that Vance can see Chloe. and Jack and then she leaves and then Jack says that they aren't going because Oz is still out there yeah yeah um I liked the little part where she was like okay this is what's happening and also shave your beard because you look like an old goat yeah (laughs) you're funny Anne you're funny yeah that's funny that is funny so then the next visitor that Jack gets is Burns and he comes to tell them his suspicions of Bob um he had interviewed Karen and that the interview didn't really help him much because she doesn't really recall anything it was like one minute Oz was there and then he wasn't mm-hmm. um, um and during this like um Burns explaining what was happening that Vance did start to feel some sympathy for Bob and yeah, that was weird yeah but I can see it's not the same at all I don't think but like yeah I can see where Vance was coming from from his own experiences because he's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you don't understand how hard it is to make an uh, a decision when you're like freaking out and mm-hmm. um stranded and thinking you're gonna die like yeah they don't know like they don't know how hard that is um so he was 
kind of like ended that chapter with him being a little upset about um, the whole negligence thing being mm-hmm. pinned on Bob and Karen. The kittens are ready to go to their forever homes. They got to go. <laughs> they got to go. Chloe brings them to the shelter. And this one's for you. The guy there isn't much older than she is. And his hair is the color of old wheat. <laughs> isn't that the exact same as straw? Like, isn't yeah. old wheat straw? <laughs> oh, I, I thought so. But no, I guess no. Straw is grass. Like long no, grass. What, remember when it was Jenny? And Jenny's hair yeah. was the color of straw straw right no her hair was the color of corn oh god (laughs) (laughs) so what's better corn or old wheat I would say old wheat but at least she didn't say old corn (laughs) a can of old corn I wish that uh, she had I laughed so hard when I read that because I'm like that's one for Chantel um the guy seems to be super observant and he notices that Chloe had nursed the kittens and then just like automatically offers her a job. Mm-hmm. Like weird, but whatever. And then Chloe finds out it's a volunteer position, which is very different. I don't know why he wouldn't ask. Like you don't say, do you want a job? It Like it yeah. pays nothing. That's not a mm-hmm. job. That's a volunteer position. <laughs> yeah. You just say, hey, would you be interested in volunteering around here? Yeah. Small <laughs> 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 job. Anyway. Um, so then he turns to leave and Chloe says the kittens are hungry and he tells her where the food is. Um, and he just seems like a bit of a smart ass. Yeah. But not I the like, worst. Yeah, no, true. And, and I liked how like Finn was like cheering, take the job, take yeah. the job. I'm just like yeah. picturing, picturing her that saying that. And then he's, she, I loved her comments on, I don't, I do like the like little st- sprinkles of I don't know if it's dry humor but like humor in there like he is kind of cute I guess or like he could be if he like (laughs) cut his hair or whatever yeah (laughs) um (laughs) so then we're back with Vance and Jack and Vance is like I gotta go Mm -hmm. and see Chloe because it's Easter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Jack's like go to hell and then they're like, okay, well, let's fight about it. <laughs> um, if um, So they're fighting over the keys. If Jack gets the keys, they stay. If Vance gets the keys, they leave. So like boys. Yeah. Like, they're acting like boys. <laughs> they have a fight and <laughs> Vance like kicks his legs out from under him, which I'm like, isn't his, le- his legs supposed to, it does say that like, it doesn't really like. He goes for his good leg, but yeah. like, anyways, I'm like, oh God. Okay. Um, and then they're like wrestling about, and then I think, well, in the back of Jack's head, he wants to go home as well. Um, and he like kind of gives in, but doesn't let Vance know that. So Vance gets mm-hmm. the keys. Um, and yeah, so they, uh, head back and it's really sweet. Um, she, so Aunt, I, I didn't know if you wanted to take over <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, they have a good visit. So I'm moving on. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Okay. So Jack calls and's like, we're on our way home and she's excited and she's so excited. Like she's like changed her outfit 20 million times. She doesn't know how to sit. 
um, on the couch. She's like up and down that kind of feeling you get when you're excited about something and everything needs to be quote unquote perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, um, making Finn reminisce and she's feeling imaginary hungry, which I would probably be that way if I was a ghost all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. she's laughing together with Anne because she pulls the ham out of the um oven and there was like a little inside joke about them not like taking the wrapper off the ham or something one year and they're like and starts laughing and they start laughing together which is cute Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then Aubrey and Ben shows up Chloe is actually home for a change and because she hasn't actually left the shelter since she started volunteering there Mm -hmm. um and then the next people who come through the door are Jack and Vance and mm-hmm. Chloe and Vance are like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And then for like that moment in time, like Anne is truly happy. And I don't think she's felt that way probably since even before the accident, because they were not in a good place um, before them. Yeah. I think that's what um, happens when you cheat on your spouse. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So then again, um Finn is in the background in her imaginary way saying like kiss her kiss her like kiss mom or whatever mm-hmm. and then they like they get a little spicy, spicy. and over the top <laughs> spicy. And, I, she, and he she grabs she grabs at his you know what his dick and she grabs at yeah. his package she does that get off She's my like, dick ho <laughs> get the fuck I'm a dick. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh um, no, he's like, get on it because he's all excited. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Ooh, <laughs> so everything on the surface seems pretty happy and everybody's like getting it on. And then um, <laughs> underneath it all, though, like Finn is worried about the anger that's like brewing in Jack and the fact that Bob is only next door. I know. Garbage. 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 All right. So then Chloe and Vance have like left because they needed some Mm -hmm. alone time and they're at the beach together and they're kind of just literally comparing scars. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have a little moment together. Um, Chloe ends up forgiving him and yeah there was like a whole bunch in there about silk socks and all that shit but it was so long and it was just essentially Mm -hmm. like what you would want for them both so that was nice um this is when I cried so Aubrey's normalcy seems to reset the balance in the house and Chloe has agreed to be Aubrey's maid of honor and I guess Anne didn't know this so she's freaking out with excitement and turns out that Chloe's gonna wear the dress and everything and Finn is talking about how she like really hates being dead and not being able to experience everything with her family because she knows that her dad is plotting a prank with Chloe now for the wedding when the prank thing was Jack and Finn's thing so that is really sad (laughs) And this is when I cried when Chloe came downstairs in the dress and everyone just laughs and laughs together because it's so mm-hmm. 
ridiculous like seeing yeah. her in it and I think it's just mm-hmm. like one of those weird moments where like you, you don't know what to do yeah and it's cute and then Anne and Jack are on the couch together um and Jack says he'll be there tomorrow and they can talk then and Anne yeah. realizes he's realizes he's not gonna leave Mm-hmm. Um, Aubrey and Ben are in the kitchen cleaning up and they share a little moment she asks if there's a heaven and Ben, ben says no um, but then they end up kind of reminiscing about Finn and Oz together and it was really sweet and Finn can see how great Ben and Aubrey are together she she likes him more and more when she sees how he treats Aubrey like behind the scenes yeah and that's good because they're getting married in five weeks so yeah yeah so it's, yeah <laughs> so that's good um and then Chloe and Vance are chatting outside and he tells her that he he wants to finish the search um and it really does seem as if Jack has sort of saved Vance like given mm-hmm. him more of a purpose yeah now, outside yeah. of he was obviously really depressed so Mm -hmm. sort of just you know gotten him sober and given him a reason to wake up in the morning and sometimes you just need that like a reset like a hard reset yeah sometimes you got to restart to to factory settings like heaven forbid but like sometimes you just need to do it (laughs) oh my god this next part oh my god take it away oh my god so I had to read it twice I was like yes 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 so because news travels so fast in a small town they find out that Bob is arrested for negligent homicide obviously arrested yes yes um obviously Bob and Karen are not handling it well (laughs) um Mm -mm. Bob is completely wasted. Karen's falling apart. And then Bob starts like trying to blame things on Karen because he's literally just a piece of trash, garbage, trash, scum. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of that. Yeah. It. She's like, You didn't do it, babe. And he's like, I did it for you. Yeah. Like, no, you yeah. did it for you because mm-hmm. you're garbage <laughs> yes um his behavior is like really worrying Karen and she's like we got to get out of here so she tells him that she and Natalie are gonna go to San Diego while mm-hmm. this blows over mm-hmm. and what does Bob do Which Bob throws a bottle of whiskey at the door <laughs> And tells Karen to get out. She's probably get like, oh, okay, fine. Bye. I'd love to. Thank you so much for permission. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, um, I just, still sorry. Going. Oh, no, go for it. Tell me. Sorry. Tell me. Tell me. I just, I can't. A pet peeve of mine is people who don't own up to things. Hell yeah. And Bob is so irritating, especially in this moment where he's like still hanging on and not taking any responsibility. He's still trying to blame it. He's been arrested and charged and then just like driving his own wife and daughter out of his home because he can't take responsibility 
I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. I just had to. Have His vent wife, a little. who's been so friggin' loyal to him too, like, mm-hmm. and always turns turned the a blind eye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she she even was like, "What can I do for you?" Like, she's mm-hmm. really trying here, and he's just awful. And yeah. he was offered a plea deal. He had to plead guilty for six months probation, no fucking jail time. He would get a felony conviction, and he, obviously that would mean that he would lose his dental practice. But when you think about it, that's not that bad. No. <laughs> like, Considering, yeah, you're the reason why somebody is dead. Yeah, and you literally know you did it. Like, mm-hmm. you, I mean, unless yeah. he's actually convinced himself he hasn't, but I, yeah. Uh, anyways, it's bad. sorry, I just had it's to bad. rant there a bit. <laughs> no, I'm here for that. I'm all about that. He's garbage. Okay, Chloe is still going to the shelter. We learned that the boy with the old straw or whatever, old wheat hair's name is Eric. Um, Chloe and Eric are becoming fast friends and Finn can see that maybe it could be a little bit more, which is kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, Jack is doing therapy Mm -hmm. and I don't know what word I was trying to put in there but I wrote Jack is doing oh sucks therapy so like (laughs) physical therapy like you know he has to like yeah physical (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely a typo like it just corrected to oh sucks so that's cool but But, I mean um, oh uh, physical therapy oh sucks because that's like working out and oh yeah yeah so it's like (laughs) yeah yeah sure 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 (laughs) um and he's determined to get himself back to normal which is good to see um although finn has realized that the garage remains totally untouched from Anne's eraser of the dead kids so this is also where jack works out and he's very much consumed in his dead children which is fine I think it's fine but there's a baseball game on and Finn realizes this because Jack doesn't go for his regular afternoon walk and they had like a little ritual around the baseball game Jack Oz and Finn um kind of superstitions and Jack is doing their whole ritual with the chicken wings and whatever And Anne comes home and she sees this and she's almost like annoyed by it, Mm -hmm. which I didn't Mm -hmm. really like. Um, And she says she's going Mm -hmm. for a run. And when she gets back, she tells Jack that the kids are gone and he needs to move past it. And Jack is pissed and tells her it will never be behind him. And I also, I just made a little note about how, how interesting it really is that people can grieve so differently. How awful it is that someone might think that they know how to grieve correctly. Yes. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't exactly. think that there is a mm-hmm. correct way to do it. No, and you should no. never force your pet, like your way onto someone of course. else. As long like, as, yeah, as long as so you're sad. not hurting anybody else and you're grieving, no one should tell you what you can and can't do. No, no. And there's not a time limit and there's not like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like Anne is Mm -hmm. so insensitive about the way that she approaches it. Like, (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. I really hated for that sure. for Jack. Finn noted that it was like five days before, like there was five days of happiness yeah. before yeah. The, things like hit the rocks again. Um, so then we're back at the spicy. <laughs> we're back at the kennels and Chloe um, decides to make the move. She makes the move. And wowza, I mean, that's probably not the first place that I would want to like, you know, Mm-mm. get it on, but like, Mm-mm. anyways, whatever. Um, just doing and it then, on a little cot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're doing it at the thing. And then Jack and Anne are getting it on as well. <laughs> Everybody's just getting it. Oh my God. Um, so, I mean, fuck, they need to get it while the getting's good. Like, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um so it's like a hate fuck I would say (laughs) at the (laughs) at the one at the beginning of it I would say because like they're still mad at each other but anyways um afterwards they're like confiding in each other and Jack admits to Anne that sometimes he's glad that Oz is gone relieved 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 yes yeah yeah not glad sorry relieved um and like Anne tells him like you don't need to say like any anymore and that she like completely understands mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. yeah a quote from the book is a confession only she can understand and forgive mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is true um Chloe's back at the shelter oh yeah I don't really understand the purpose of this yeah maybe just to like- illustrate that Eric's a good guy yeah yeah but I don't know something weird happens like Finn's chasing a dust ball and it ends up falling into the the kennel of the big dog and Eric has to step in to sort of like ease the situation and it's all very tense and he ends up telling her that like he'll step in every time but she can't do it again or whatever like I don't know it was really weird yeah I'm assuming that that was there just to show that like Eric is a good guy and not like Vance who essentially like left her in her time of need yes yeah like Eric wouldn't like he's proven that I don't know I think yeah I I agree with you I think it was like a just a to illustrate the fact that Eric is completely different from Vance and that Mm -hmm. he would um he I think it was like don't do that again because you know I'm gonna step in every Mm -hmm. time kind of thing Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to be there for you no matter what kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, then Chloe goes to the beach. She has a, what is it, like a caramel macchiato or something? Yum. Yum. Uh, and that's when Finn can feel that she is slowly letting her go. Um, mm-hmm. And Chloe offers a tear and a kiss goodbye to Finn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, blows her a this kiss This part goodbye. was hard, too. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Kamansky shows up at Anne and Jack's house and with an envelope. And Mrs. K hadn't realized that Mo had Finn's clothes at all in the accident. And she mm-hmm. was confessing that she told them to get rid of them because she didn't want like any memory of that day um, hanging on um and um she was just 
she was wanted to um acknowledge that that happened and um she hadn't realized what Anne had done for Mo and she just mm-hmm. wanted to acknowledge all of it. Um, and she was feeling awful that she had taken this long to realize. Um, and she was just kind of explaining herself and why it took so long. Um, and she hands and the envelope, it is Finn's cell phone and mm-hmm. like a list of the belongings that were with her mm-hmm. uh, on not on Finn on Mo the and that were disposed yeah, yeah. It's, exactly um and then Anne is very like closed off at this um exchange and she Mrs. K leaves and um Anne closes the door and like throws the parcel at the door <laughs> so she's Mm -hmm. it was very upsetting for her Mm -hmm. yeah this was that was a little interesting moment too and I think that it's particularly reminded me how much Anne really did do because I think it was easy for me to sort of see Anne as a little bit of a villain as well especially with her like her relationship with Bob and Mm. how kind of removed and cold she seemed during the whole event and everything but I mean from the words of Mrs. Uh, Kaminsky like Anne had to strip her dead daughter's clothes to be able to give them to Mo and she did that Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like she she took her duty to protecting Mo very seriously Mm -hmm. Um, and that would be something that could easily be overlooked and you'd never know except for she she realized like what had happened right Mm -hmm. and I think that that would be especially as a mother to a mother like I think that that would be very eye-opening yeah yeah I'm sad um Anne runs upstairs and she shuts herself in the bedroom Jack retrieves the package and sees um and sees for the first time what Anne had to do while he was unconscious, yeah. which I'm mm-hmm. thinking it was sort of a like an eye-opening moment for him as well. Yeah. Um, he ends up powering up Finn's phone and he looks through the photos. Um, there's some cute stuff, like the photo on her screensaver is a photo that Jack took of her. And, you know, it's just like yeah. a nice little thing for him to have. Um, Anne says she's going to work, which everybody knows is not true. And then Jack starts cleaning out the garage. I'm, I almost wondered during this part if like having the cell phone was like more than enough. For he didn't need Jack, the physical yeah. reminders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of like everything sitting in the garage, like, which I think is, yeah. Cause that's a huge, uh, having someone's phone is a huge extension of them. Yeah. And I'm wondering if once he realized all that Anne went through while he was Mm -hmm. unconscious might have been like, oh, I see why she doesn't want the physical reminders around. So maybe there was like her too. There's a bit of a softening. It's not that she's forgotten or whatever. Mm -hmm. And maybe when she's like, get over it, they're gone. Like it is what it is. That's maybe Mm -hmm. not what she actually quote on like meant fully mm-hmm. it was more mm-hmm. like a 
Um, I don't want the physical trauma. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Um, Finn says it's amazing how much people talk to animals, which I loved. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just chatting away to bingo. Just chatting away to bingo. And then Jack takes everything to a donation bin and Finn can feel the weight lifting off of him, which Mm -hmm. is good. Yeah. Take it away. So then it's the wedding. The royal wedding. So it's the wedding and everybody's at the wedding, obviously. And Jack and Chloe end up pulling off the prank, which Finn is very happy about when they go to like kneel to do the benediction. Hey, what's up? Um, hey, Catholic what's peeps. <laughs> um, they, had, yeah, they had written help, <laughs> help me on the bottom of his shoes, <laughs> yeah, on, the on the bottom of Ben's, of shoes, Ben's yeah. shoes, which was awesome. Everybody was like, uh, started to like snicker and stuff. And <laughs> mm-hmm. anyways, um, and so Finn was really happy about that. And Mo and Kyle are at the wedding as well and Mm -hmm. Finn is like whooping it up for them like she's so happy that they're happy together and like Mm -hmm. found each other and Mo had the strength to go back and ask for the missing pieces and Mm -hmm. just the fact Mm -hmm. of being in that area Um, and then Chloe brings Eric which Mm is awesome and Jack approves of Eric and I do too, because it's true love. That was so cute. So then Mo sends Kyle over to Anne oh, to ask yeah. her to dance. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Because Jack cannot dance. So Anne mm-hmm. is kind of short a dancing partner. And she takes his outstretched hand. It's kind of like, I think that yeah. was like Anne's last regret, sort of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the last unfinished business or whatever. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a really sweet way to end that. Yeah. The book. And they dance. They dance together. They did. And Finn can feel the last golden thread dissolving. Yeah. Until all that remains is light. Aww. Yeah. Aww. And then. Jesus Christ. Tell us the author's note, Caitlin, please. I cannot because I did not write it down. I just have the word, the author's note with that emoji with the big eyes and the straight face. Mm, I'm doing that face. We're both doing it. But yes, you can summarize. Yeah, I mean, essentially the author actually had a sort of similar experience where her and her brother and her dad and her dad's friend, who she calls Uncle Bob Mm -hmm. and Aunt Karen. So I wonder if Mm -hmm. it is the same name. Like, I would think that you that would be a massive <laughs> fuck you I was thinking about that too because then I was like she would have had to change the name she wouldn't have actually called them out but if it's a true story and whoever Aunt Karen and Uncle Bob are and read that they'd be like oh fuck oh fuck we fucked up yeah um, I don't know yeah I don't know anyway yeah her her they went out for a hike and Oh, so like, yeah, Bob doesn't yeah. take care of the kids, only his own. Exactly. He only takes care of his own. Like he found that, like they found that little shelter and then like Bob ended up being like a hero and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and it was the same less tragic but she pulled mm-hmm. on that experience for the book but yeah mm-hmm. he, his uncle bob only like warmed his own kids hands and feet mm-hmm. and who were pretty fine. much and her brother yeah. ended up getting severe frostbite, frostbite. Yeah. yeah 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 which is yeah. such an interesting I think that that is like a really good sort of like, what type of person are you? Are you Mm -hmm. the type to take care of like someone else's kids as well as your own or just Mm -hmm. your own? Like, yeah. Where do you fall on the personal, like moral compass ladder? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, um, the, the difference though, in this was that like, they never said anything, her and her brother never said anything. And they were friends with them for the rest of their lives. Like they were, they're still family friends. I really, the book was interesting. It made me think a lot. I'm glad that we read it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What did you rate it? Um, like, I feel like it's not a four, but it's not like just a mediocre book either. Cause it made me think. So I guess like a three and a half, maybe. Yeah. I'd probably rate it like a three. Yeah, yeah, because like I do, I did. Yeah, yeah, I had to. Think it was about readable. It. Mm-hmm. it wasn't for sure. <sighs> I don't know. I think, yeah, it was a good book. Like I would recommend reading it, but like mm-hmm. not at the top of the pile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's not a hard book to read. Well, maybe I guess if you dealing with grief or traumatic event, it would be difficult mm-hmm. to read, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. um, it's a good, easy book to read. And like, I do like the fact that like, it made me think a lot, like about how people can struggle in that moment and like people's true colors and perspectives of like, we had mentioned earlier, like the fact that people are completely different in front of other people mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. to when they are in their own comfortable home environment and show their mm-hmm. true colors. And I did totally. enjoy those kind of like dualities, I guess, of the book where it's like going back and forth on, is this person a good person mm-hmm. or are mm-hmm. they and like a yeah. bad person because of their actions in a frantic moment? Yeah, or are they a good person who made bad decisions? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. That's true. I did also like how you had said a couple episodes back. The author did an amazing job of writing about like the mundane. Like she mm-hmm. did just an amazing job. And you know what? I think that this would make a really good movie. Like I could see this being yeah. a really great film. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's that. That's that. And uh, we won't talk to you next week. So go fuck yeah, yourselves we're, and we're i'm just kidding <laughs> don't please come back i'm back i'm just kidding so uh go fuck yourselves yeah thank you so um, yeah we're gonna take a week off so yeah. that'll be exciting although it's Happy... not really it's just december has five thursdays so yeah yeah so and it's our podcast not yours and you can't make us a podcast next week not so. yours not yours <laughs> we Wish, you, wish a you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We and wish Merry you a Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> wish you a Merry Christmas. And, and a happy, happy new, new year. year. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> we are the worst.
All right. Merry Christmas. Okay. Merry Christmas. And then we're going to read, go over to the Instagram because we're going to read Verity by uh, Colleen Hoover. So go over there and a few months. Yeah. Go over there and we'll have the chapters all broke down for you at some point. All broke back mountain. (laughs) Break it down now. Break it down now. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you next year. See you next year. See you next year. (laughs) Gosh, we're awkward. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.